Good evening, Patriots and fellow MVEs. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, Clay. Doing good. And always good to be here on our Wednesdays. Absolutely. It's been a kind of a whirlwind for me here today. Um, (laughs) I made it back. I'm very ill prepared, but I guess the stuff we were going to talk about, I kind of had an idea. And we've had some changes with some active shooter incidents. I can't even talk tonight. Incidences. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, Dan Brown, good to see you from the Western Edge. That's right. Way over there by Dickinson, guys. Corey, good to have you. And by the way, me and Corey and Eric, uh, the guys that uh, we're all heading out tomorrow. So, we're going to actually be dropping by to see you. Except me. Yeah, well, you get to see me as you, you drive by. You. You, know, you, sh- you could come with us. I could. Don't... I know. But, uh, you know, I got to work and do stuff. Hey, by the oh, way. No, uh, no, no. Your wife just won't let you come out and play with us. Well, you know, and plus, <laughs> you guys won't fund me. <laughs> apparently i can't find a liberal among you to fund oh, me here so no. all right well let's start go ahead why don't you let us know what that second amendment is to me a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the rights of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed boom number two is probably the most important protects the number one and all the others and before we get going too far here on valentine's day I want to put up a little ad here and, and let uh, everybody know about a bull sale going on. Oh, yeah. This is the Brenner Angus bull sale taking place February 23rd at 2 p.m. Central Time, guys. Central Time. Kiss Livestock, Mandan, North Dakota. They say they got here 57 yearling bulls, 12 red Angus. So they got 12 good ones and 45 black ones. No, 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 I'm just <laughs> so anyway, he's got a good set of bulls. I do run his bulls on our heifers, and I can't tell you how pleased I am. So just wanted to give you a little bit of a plug out there for Brenner Angus and uh, Trampas and them boys. They do a great, great job, him and his dad and everybody else. So if you want to contact him, 701-422-3376. Again, 701 422 Three six seven six, and they do have a website, I believe. Um, sorry that I don't have it on top. Of my the head easiest way to go is to go to DB Auctions. If you go to DB, DB Auctions, yeah. I, I think everybody that uses DB Auctions is on board. I mean, it's, I'm uh, sure they are. It's, okay. a, yeah, it's got, a pretty easy thing to do. Catalog is online at cowcampcatalogs.com as well. So, Brenner Angus, guys, don't forget. Want to go get a great bull right there's right there's your bull. Uh, like I said, I can't say enough about them. I'm very pleased. They're easy keepers and they do their job. So, all right. With that, I think we can get started now. I think we got. By the way, before we start, of course, uh, we heard last week that uh, there were some people complaining, uh, apparently somewhere, that oh. we were flashing guns online here. So, just to make them feel better, I put that out there. <laughs> so, if you feel a little better and a little safer with that, then, then I guess uh, we'll leave that there for a little bit. But yeah, that's. There's always Perfect. there's always somebody in the crowd, right? Oh my goodness. I didn't know we were having an issue. Of course, I was absent last week. You were so. absent last week. You were busy, but uh, yes. me and uh, JD had a good time. Uh, I made him chuckle a few times. I I, uh, I had to pick his brain on some of the um, the fashions of the Grammys. I didn't know if you knew about that part. But, yeah. <laughs> I I watched it, guys. I thought it was a great show. I yeah. I was actually. I was chuckling pretty good. I thought you guys did a great job. Yeah, so. did a good job. Well, I'll <laughs> and, tell you what, he did a great job on 701 Nation uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, he had the guys from Worst, say it again. The Worst Shop. The Worst Shop. W-U-R-S-T, yeah. And uh, really good good on the guys, especially the uh, the guy, the the the, uh, the founder. Uh, he had all that information and everything like that. And we, I totally agree with him on a lot of things. I mean, there are things that we do uh, to our meat, like the, 
um, uh, mustard seeds and whatnot and all that stuff they put in there. It's really just for consistency, not really for flavor. I mean, but some people can judge on that. But, you know, we're talking about they were talking about uh, if you run your deer ragged, you know, trying to shoot at them and don't just take them down right off the bat. Uh, the meat's not going to taste as good. I mean, and, and I totally agree with that philosophy. As a matter of fact, my brother-in-law uh, likes to throw as much lead as he can carry downrange to when he's trying to get a deer and he usually runs them for like half a day, but yeah. <laughs> get some exercise. <laughs> yeah. Get some exercise. That's what I need. A fat old guy I, like I me can tell you, just uh, piggybacking off that. I, I do not try to run my deer, although I'm not going to tell you it's never happened, but I can tell you with that as the most part anymore, especially, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I guess as I get older and I've got more time again, I, I do go out there and I have a great time sneaking up on them, having a great, I, I love the stock. I don't know. The closer I can get, the more fun it is. Right. Just knowing I can get that close to something. So, you know, my last few deer, I've shot all within a hundred yards or less. Um, and it's ironically, it's my biggest deer I've ever shot are those. Eric's got, uh, well, he's done one, two for me. He's got a third one working on. I, I got two more down there if I remember. Right. right. So, uh, it's been expensive to hunt that way, actually. Uh, I just got to keep killing too many big ones. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> I feel bad for you right there. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. I, mean, Eric's... I don't I don't know how many years I went out to the Black Hills and, and brought back little tiny forkers, you know, because it was just like the only thing out there. I mean, but even the meat was good, but, you know, it's, it's not exactly something you hang on your wall. <laughs> Yeah, not, yeah. Other hey. than a coat, other than just a coat for a coat to hang on, yeah. But that's about so, it. Some of the guys are kind of making fun of what you said. Uh, as far as uh, someone was complaining, they go, uh, "While guns and the seven one showed guns, yeah. wouldn't that Duh. title give it away?" And Eric mm -hmm. says, um, "It's guns and the seven oh one. What yeah, they think there should be on there? Gay boys with skinny pants and man buns." <laughs> I'm not wearing skinny pants anymore. No, thanks. No hair for the man. We body. thank you for that. Too. Thank you. No, uh, no, no. no. You got to get yourself a, a twill quote, a twill coat. Remember? Twill quote. Yeah. Twill, like our yeah. good friend. Yeah. Out there. Like Eric, like Erickson Eric. Sala, not Newman, Erickson Sala. So. Oh, twill. Twill. I haven't All talked right. to twill in a long time. No, what we got going on? Well, it's kind of been a very busy weekend as far as gun things going on and incidences and I mean, there's been a ton of things going on. So, I don't know. I was kind of thinking of starting off with the Osteen church shooting. Oh, yeah. You know, and you know, there's a few times in my life that I thought that, you know, I can't believe Osteen hasn't been shot at a few times. But <laughs> he actually has a policy in his church where they have armed security in their church. That is, I noticed you know, that. instead of being a soft, safe zone, it is actually protected. And... Uh, these guys were trained. As a matter of fact, uh, one was an alcohol and beverage commission uh, employee for the for the state, and the other one yes. I think was just an officer. And uh, yeah, shot her in the head. Um, yep. It was a headshot. And uh, actually, could have been our happy ending of the story, probably. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. But well, you know, the bad side of it is, I mean, she she had a long gun, so she she had the possibility of of hurting people. I couldn't get the video up from the church itself because it was too big to to upload, yep. and I I just didn't get it right. But uh, yeah, of course, I do have, uh, of course, some information on her. Um, um, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, she uh, her is uh, uh, has many names, and as a matter of fact, <laughs> uh, has been arrested. I think about 10 times in the last uh, 
uh, eight or nine years. And yes. uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, had an exclusive record, or I shouldn't exclusive, but a, an extensive a long record. rap seat. Yeah. Uh, not only that, but uh, talking about her, uh, well, diagnosed with schizophrenia and Munchausen's. Uh, she's been investigated by child services four times and found to have harmed. Now, now uh, think about twice. that. So here you have yeah. someone investigated four different times. Obviously there was, I imagine, a merit for it. And so this person had in their care a, a, a minor child, a young one from the pictures I've seen, but four visits and nothing, nothing. Signal. Oh, no, I mean, no, know. they took her. They took the child away. And then uh, because uh, grandma did not show up to court uh, because grandma did not show up to court, who was one of the complainants, uh, they released the child back into her custody. Gotcha. Yeah, Bad so already uh, schizophrenia, Menchausen's, and all, all kinds of other things, including drug use and more, uh, abusing children. And, well, you know what? Uh, something happened with Grandma, and Grandma didn't show up to court. Who knows? It could have been anything. But then you just decide to go and let the child be back into her uh, care. And you know, this is what happened. It, it, it's, if anything, okay. the death of the child is 100% on the court system is 100% on the court system. And the simple fact that they, this, this bout it, uh, system that they have out there is saying, you know, uh, if you have a record and this and that, this woman has a record, this woman yes. not only has a record, but has a long extensive thing in mental health and everything else. And it's all been documented. And I don't know this, you know, the police want to, want to claim that their system works but it doesn't and uh it needs no. to it needs to be revamped on that i mean it, it just does and she uh, you know is a prime case and we, we go back to the to the church too uh, like i said i'm not a big fan of osteen but it goes to show you school zones and everything else uh, you know there was people there that were prepared and trained for this type of thing and took her out right away and i'm glad there was i mean that that definitely helped. I mean, this is Texas. Uh, so we, I mean, we understand what's going on down there. I'm a big advocate of also people carrying in those places themselves. Um, I have no issue with it. And I, we've seen that also prevent what would be worse circumstances if, if there wasn't somebody in there. I guess the point I'm making is good guys with guns stopped the bad guy with a gun. And, you know, and this church is uh, reported to have 45,000 people go through in a week. Wow. They have nonstop church, different services. Mm -hmm. This one was for uh, Hispanic uh, people speaking Spanish. Uh, we're coming in, and, of course, for, for the thing. And there's a mm -hmm. lot of reports of, uh, you know, you know th they did a good job of, of uh, getting everybody out. And then they set up kind of a system to where all the kids would be in one area so that then they could get them signed up with their parents or back with their parents. Right. Yeah. They had uh, a staging area, which they had a staging area. Pretty... Thank you very much. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's done right. Uh, it, it should be done like this for schools. It should be done like this for all churches. Like I said, I mean, when I go to my church, I mean, yeah, they may not like the fact that I carry, but I do carry. So, I do somebody can come in and they know that everybody else is going to be playing the safe zone game and you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I carry at our church. Um, our church is located in South Dakota. So that's where we go to church at. So mm -hmm. before all of you get your panties in a bunch and say that it's illegal in North Dakota, not that that would matter to me because you know how much I respect dumb laws, but, uh, 
I, I you can in, in South Dakota, and I do, and I did long before we were able to pass law to change that so that we could. I don't follow dumb rules or laws or regulations. I really, especially if they're going to infringe upon my rights or endanger me or, or both endanger. because of the other. Yeah. I really don't care. I, I have zero respect for that kind of law, and I admit that. But everybody is safer when somebody knows how to use their, their personal protection firearm. Everybody around them is safer. And I, I do believe that. It's just been proven way too many times. I noticed that this person evidently had mental illness. Right. Uh, just for the fact that, that we know that this person has actually used another name other than her her, her name. And it, uh, what, Jeffrey, I believe, was the name? Yeah, they went through a few few names in there. She she went both on both sides of the fence on the gender thing, and uh, yes. jumped around it quite a bit. And, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, Jeffrey Escalante. Uh, that was a name that uh, this person used as well. You know, identifying as both male and female, which is impossible to do. You're born one way or the other. Uh, that's just the way that is as well. It's fact. You want to follow the science. They always say follow the science on the other side. Follow the science. Two, male and a female. That's it. That's all exists. You can't identify as something else. But So mental illness, obviously. Right. Uh, a soft target in uh, in retrospect, even though they had armed guards, I suppose. Uh, I don't know why she thought that this would be an easy target, but I'm glad that they did what they did and they took her out and got, uh, they eliminated a threat. Exactly what they should have done. They did. So, let's see. Carrie Lynn. Isn't it up to the pastor at the church now in North Dakota? You know, Carrie, I'd have to double double check on that. I know that it used to be a public gathering and, and churches were mentioned, but I will find out for sure uh, what the century code. And if somebody knows, go ahead and, and chime in because I honestly can't remember. There's been a lot of things have changed in the last two sessions, and I can tell you I honestly don't know on that one for sure. But You know, Keith O'Donnell says a good thing right there. It says the system only works against uh, the good guys, and that's the way they've got it set up. <laughs> And it's an excellent, it's an excellent point. I mean, yeah, they've got it set up so that we're the victims. Oh, sorry, oh yeah. Yeah, we're the victims out there. And then, you know, what do you got to do when you're the victim? You've got to go run into the government to save me, you know, and that's, and, and that's the just, last place I want yeah, to Instead save of me. just saving myself. I mean, and we'll get into that other shooting that happened yep. in Kansas City. We'll, we'll show a few things about that as well as I was showing you the video a little bit ago. And Well, and, and I find it ironic that you have Biden out there, uh, bumbling Biden. And we're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, basically, his new gun control for black communities. Ooh. So uh, no, no, we're going to get to it. We'll talk to it a little bit. But he's going on this whole deal pushing that, and all of a sudden we have four shootings. Yeah. Um, it's coincidental. I don't know. But it seems like every time they want to bring up gun control and, and deflect from the real issues, all of a sudden they're shootings. And to me, it's getting too coincidental. It's not coincidental anymore. I think it's uh, more than that because it happens every single time. Oh, here we go. Uh, Dan just chimed in. North Dakota law allows carry in church with the pastor's approval. There you go, carry. You were correctly. I said I could not remember for sure, and uh, so now we know. I knew Dan would probably know that. So I was waiting for Vance. Ask. I was waiting for Vance <laughs> to be back so I could throw this one at him. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've heard. You know what? You know I I don't follow sports. I, I it, it, follow it, that, it's a ridiculous conspiracy I've, theory. I've been is. hearing it, and I was like, really? The Super Bowl no, was rigged? No, I don't know. Could be. It's just crazy talk. I mean, on that one, I think it's total crazy. Because, I mean, it's like, you know, who cares? <laughs> just, 
you you got you got you always show these stories of these uh, football players. They always show it right before the games. You know, <laughs> comes from a humble beginning. He was raised by his mother. You know, tough, tough uh, inner city type thing, and blah 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 blah. And you know, now he's making millions and millions and millions of dollars to live in a mansion somewhere or some high rise. And you know, he's not one of the people. <laughs> You're not yeah. anymore. There are some guys in football that do spend a lot of money out there on some good charities and on some good things and give back to the communities and give scholarships and do stuff. But you know, not enough of them. That's why 78%, I think, go broke by the, the second year they're they're out of football. You know, it's yeah, just... they, they they don't know how to manage their money for one. And yeah, they, they get they just get immersed into that world of and big money fast. You know what? Getting getting money and getting it fast and lots of it a lot of times. That's why you see so many people win the lottery. Same same result. They're broke yeah. within a year. So you know, this hey. is one of the things I like to see more often, though. I mean, I like I I, I feel yes. good when I see this because I know that not only am I, uh, uh, you know, they're protecting my kids on the outside, but I mean, they're my kids are protected on the inside when I'm not there. Oh, absolutely. To me, that's the way. I will tell you this: I have I have not seen it on public school buildings and much around here. And I can tell you, this has been a struggle in Lemon and uh, Lemon, where I live, you know, I live close to Lemon in a fairly conservative area, but we still have issues with that. We still mm -hmm. have a liberal school board because in South Dakota, it's up to the school board, the individual school district, just like in North Dakota. Now uh, it's up to each individual school and to set their parameters. And there's a, there's a way that uh, like in North Dakota, they do it. They make the request. It's got to go through DPI and there is a process for that. But to me, it should be, if you want to do it, the superintendent should be able to go ahead and, and make that decision. I do believe there needs to be training. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've always thought that I love the idea of armed uh, security, especially at your uh, bigger schools, because that's probably where it happens most. But if you look at right. the rural schools and it's so far in between, you know, basically even towns or cities that the response time just isn't going to be there. So if somebody really wanted to go find a soft target, there you go, find a rural school. I shouldn't be giving that. It's like a playbook. But there's where you're going to find your soft target. But I will tell you this, although there's rules and regs, I would imagine that you might get shot back at if mm -hmm. you try it in the rural area. But, uh, you know, just saying. <laughs> you know, Carrie Lynn mentions here, is there such thing as a conservative school board? Well, you know, th that's the problem is, is that school boards have forever been overlooked as far as anyone running for office. And yeah. anyone that has conservative thought usually... Uh, is usually a lone voice on the group, but, uh, you know, they usually are bringing up the things that need to be brought up, but it just doesn't get done. And we've seen a pushback on it now, and there are some groups that have their own problems that are trying to make the change with that. But at the same time, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's a different thing. Uh, the only one I know that might be leaning conservative is one that Marty Beard serves on uh, down there in that area. Um, small, little small district, but Marty's kept them on the straight and narrow for a while and he's done a good job he likes to send us some of the crazy things when they get notified as a school board president right he gets a lot of different things and we we can go down that rabbit hole hard and maybe that is a good subject uh, for for a show because your school boards primarily have been ignored heck no. they can't hardly get people to run for school board so they kind of skirt in there under the radar and then they do whatever they want and yes most of them are liberal but remember I'm one a, of the one of the biggest uh, things on that is, is that even if you get a good school board, a superintendent has a lot of power in your, in your community. 
There's a lot of power about the future of your kids. And that superintendent position is even more important than a school board itself. So you need to be focused on who it is that's making the decisions for your school. Well, it is. And unfortunately, you're correct. I look at as a superintendent as an employee of the board, like any other company, and he should uh, he should listen up and he should be able to be fired if he's not doing his job as a superintendent, as per what the board has told them to do. And but to me, like, it's such a liberal echo chamber that none of their decisions generally are good. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've, we've had a situation here in, in South Dakota where it's like, you know, some school board guys, you know, they've got such uh, entrenchment. They, they've got so much that uh, is in their writer that, uh, that they're working there that to fire them would just cost us too much money. And well, so, you know, and that just gets ridiculous. And I, I don't understand that at all. I don't understand that whole structure either. Um, again, it, contracts that go out for five and 10 years, or you, if you fire me or get rid of me, then you're going to pay. No, you know what? You can be salaried. Yeah. Why not salary you? That's fine every year. But if you don't meet these conditions then we fire you or right. we'll give you a warning for, I have never believed in this protection that primarily primarily not always but primarily only exists in government where you can't be fired even for really poor uh, performance but well again, we've seen that we many years though <laughs> we've seen that many years uh where we've talked about it where employees of the government and the governmental agencies they don't get fired per se they get transferred moved. they fail they fail up where they are yeah. and yep. then they get moved somewhere else when their policies don't work and they waste tons of money and oh, then absolutely. What, instead of being fired and pushed out of that situation, they're just moved to another division or another. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's like, the the Catholic, it's like Catholic priests. I mean, you just move them to another diocese and let them do their thing somewhere else. But And uh, there's an old, another rabbit hole. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Catholic in the room real so, quick. Sorry about that. So here's Carrie, Carrie Lynn. She's like the, the school. She mentions the National School Board Association and the umbrella they're under. And then also says that a lot of these school boards just adopt these recommendations. And that's the problem. These school boards, they need to quit listening to National School Board Associations or whatever it might be. They don't need to be part of the state associations. They shouldn't exist. They should do their job and represent the people that elected them. They don't, they're not supposed to answer to the feds in the state, but they do because they take the money. Right. Guys, as always, follow the money, follow the money, follow the money. You kick the feds out of your schools, that'll be a hell of a start. And a few schools have done it. They really have. That's why private schools function so good unless they start getting on that dole. Quit taking federal money and you don't have to follow their rules. You know, David Fettig here, I've, I've been saying this about my job in radio for people for years. Uh, yeah, don't suck at your job and you won't need protection. You know, it's just... that's right. Do a good job and perform and do what you're supposed to do. And eventually uh, you might even become the boss and you won't have to worry about uh, losing your job. So I'm not going to say more about the schools. I wanted to touch on that shooting. I think we should take a quick, quick break yep. and go ahead and, and uh Talk about our good sponsors. Absolutely. So you want to you want me to hit it or are you gonna hit it? Um, you better hit it because I'm All looking right. to see where I gotta hit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break here, guys, and then we'll come back here and uh we'll delve in a little bit more about the Kansas City shooting. Right. And then we got a few other subjects we want to hit on tonight. So just stay with us, guns in the 701. 
Repair, located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with a pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There are plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area. But why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them that you heard they are sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro Second Amendment, pro North Dakota live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308. 701-258-6308. Located 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Discover the world of firearms at Bismarck's Double H Gun Shop. With a wide range of products from handguns to rifles, we cater to all your shooting needs. We are your local gun experts. Not only do we sell firearms, reloading supplies, targets, and whatever your heart desires, but we also have a ton of knowledge and answers. We shoot, we hunt, we compete, we reload. It's been the Howard's way since 1976, and we ain't fixing to change anything. Visit our website at hhgunshop.com to browse our inventory. Double H Gun Shop, Bismarck's best new and used fire arm reloading supply gunsmithing and sporting goods store double h guns double h guns 1021 south washington street bismarck north dakota call 701-223-4888 boom yeah hey thanks a lot go. to our great sponsors and by the way the ammo i picked up for you yeah we found it was right there at double h so uh eight millimeter mauser there we go and i uh actually was following along on their uh, post that they were doing they've got a lot of stuff they just had come in so they've got a, a huge supply of uh, new guns and some new ammo stuff and everything. So if you haven't been in there in a while, it's time to stop on by Double H. Yeah, I believe Daryl down there was telling me when I stopped in that uh, that he was going to some kind of a, a gun auction right. and maybe even shot show. I imagine he went out there, but yeah, and he brought back he brought back quite a selection and he really loves them older older guns mm-hmm. and older lever action. So yeah, stop in there and just go right up the street, then right up North Washington Street, and you're gonna run right into. Lauer Auto Repair, right there at 309 South Washington. Can't uh, beat their service down there. 701-258-6308. All right. Thank you, Axel. So, now, I think we need to address the camera. Let's see if we get thrown off the air real quick. Hold on. That's that's one of them, you know what? What? That's one of them black assault craftsman uh, screw guns. (laughs) That's right. It's black. It's uh, black and silver and accessorized, so. I, o- I hope you only have, you know what? You got a bigger than a 10 volt mag, so uh, you're that's, probably in trouble. <laughs> that's right. That's 19 <laughs> volt. Dude, that guy's so, crazy. Look out for him. Watch out for them, them 15 volt mags. We'll have to downgrade him to the uh, newer model there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Caveman style. There we go. Yeah. So, so, all right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you lead us into this Kansas City shooting? Uh, and uh, I guess it was during a celebration for Super Bowl champs, right? Well, the Super Bowl champs, they had their big parade. And, of course, every year there's something that goes on. But there was a, a huge, you know, crowd out there and uh, for their uh, parade and whatnot. And after the parade, uh, the, the kind of things got a little hectic. But I was looking at the video and... I got to tell you, I, I, I took a look at some of the video and there's something that I kind of noticed about it. And uh, you got to pay attention, especially at the end of everybody that's running into the building. Uh, and if you think about this, yeah, 
you see police officers running into the building, but who else do you see running into the building with all the same backpacks and whatnot? I mean, it's. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, Clay. Oh, no. Take a look at it, guys. Pay attention to the people and just listen to what a couple of them say. I think they're spot on here. So I wonder if everybody caught that. Um, do you want to take this or you want me to lead with it? Well, I mean, obviously they, they had guys and gals in the crowd uh, that were undercover. Uh, they all had the same uh, tactical bags. They all you know, they all set up for that. Uh, I saw one girl that's kind of hobbled along with that heading into there. Of course, if you think about it, if you were a civilian, would you be able to run into into that fire zone with the police no you no. would not be able to they'd so stop you they know Dan can even attest to that they'd yeah. stop you they know who's who and you know I, i'm like going mm -hmm. i says i realize in some aspects uh, uh having uh undercover trying to figure out in the crowd in case you know you know if you saw a uniform and you were trying something nefarious you know you might be a little more hesitant around the uniform if it's close to you but you know somebody but at the same time that's a lot and that's just a, a small trickling of one video uh, there's a lot of that and you know i kind of i kind of question on that myself there's there's a little too much in there i definitely question it i i do not like my government spying on me i don't care where it's at and it's getting to be more common mike we're seeing it everywhere we're yeah. and, and fine i mean i know i've witnessed it at a few things i've been at because they 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 have a certain air about them they have a certain way they act they think that they're undercover they're not we can point them out and uh, generally we're right or they don't even hide the bulge a lot of times well where they got their firearm. I mean, not right. everybody. There's some can do it, but I don't like the idea of it. I don't need to be babysat. I don't need to be. And obviously it worked, right? right. must have worked. It's, it prevented, oh, that's right, nothing. Uh, and, you know, you look at these stadiums, most of these stadiums, you know, when they forced us to go to that football game out there in Seattle, which it was forced upon me because I did not want to go <laughs> for that NRA meeting we had. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was already in prison the way I went through all these checkpoints to even get in that stadium. It was atrocious um, what they wanted to do and, and what they did. And again, a, a, a weapons-free zone. It wasn't just guns, guns, knives, nothing. You couldn't take anything in there. Well, you know what? I don't need to attend your stuff either. Yeah. Really? My jackknife? You kidding me? It ain't a TSA flight. But yeah, it's getting to me, it's getting crazy and it's getting way worse than, and every year it gets more that way. So can't Keith put up there? What do he say? Oh, yeah, sorry about that. He said Kansas City is a real shitty town, and that was a huge event. So they have a presence in the crowd. I'm sure they do, and it didn't work, did it? No, didn't no. work. It didn't work. That's what I'm getting at. It doesn't matter. It's like when you make a gun-free zone, it doesn't work. People just ignore the law because criminals usually don't care about laws. And you're talking about the criminals now. Criminals, if <laughs> You take Ohio, you take uh, Texas, and other states that have instituted the the carry that everybody can carry, and you've seen over the last three years all the numbers on crimes go down. 
because when criminals find out that everybody's carrying and everybody is like, hey, you know what? You come between me and my family. I'm going to shoot you. And of course, that goes to our happy uh, ending of the day. We always do here on the show. It, It comes down to the same thing. It's like, you know, criminals are cowards, basically. And they will not want to run rough, rough shot over everybody. I mean, get out there and do their little twisty thing and all that with the, the pistol. And, well, I would have to work. think that the mind of a person who's going to commit a shooting like that, and I don't know, because I'm not that crazy, but they are in a mindset where, A, they don't care. They have zero respect for any law, any reg, any rule. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they just don't care. They also want to inflict as much pain and damage and mayhem and, and evil that they can on their targets. So they are, they, they seem to choose soft targets, which are gun free zones, schools, malls, shopping centers. I mean, you name it, stadium parades, public gatherings, whatever it might be. They right. actually target those places because it's going to probably be the least amount of resistance, therefore allowing them to carry out the greatest amount of, of basically evil mayhem, killing, whatever they're trying to accomplish. It goes back to the safe zones and the soft zones they call, or sensitive zones, excuse me, sensitive Yeah, Yeah, and we've got a little article about that too. But So, yeah, you know, if you look at that Kansas City thing, well, and we're going to be rolling through Kansas City here uh, on our trip down to Florida, so that would be interesting. But uh, it's uh, it didn't work. The FBI agents embedded didn't work. Nothing worked. It still was carried out. Um, And it's a shame. It really is. But, yeah, put that up there that you showed uh, this is what from Twitter. Is that where that came from? Oh, this one. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Thanks to the GOP and the NRA. We can't even have a Super Bowl parade without people being shot. You know, yeah. uh, like, these, like these guys were card carrying members. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the person that did it. Yeah. I bet they weren't a member of either. I mean, uh, I can't imagine that they were. In fact, if I remember right, I read something where the person who did that was even a Bernie Sanders supporter. So, uh, that kind of blows that into the, into the water. And the NRA does not have blood on their hands. They were not responsible for it. They had nothing to do with it. But again, because they stand for freedom, they stand for our Second Amendment and our civil rights, they get blamed. Um, You know, it's the same old, same old uh, when they put stuff out like that. You know, and I see that left and right. I mean, through the net. I mean, it comes throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And you're just baffled by it. I mean, it's just... (laughs) Uh, you know, no matter what you do, and you, like we've been talking about, it's like these safe zones don't work. It proves it doesn't work. work. Carrying a uh, concealed <laughs> or an open carry. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's carry, Corey. <laughs> con- concealed or open carry, you know, for uh, uh, honest citizens allowed to do it, and crime goes down. You know, yes. you figure out those things, and, and you know, hey, if, if if the soft zones that they make us have, we can't have protection in those, those soft zones are going to be targets. I don't ever want to go anywhere where I'm going to be a target. I don't either. I, I'm not interested in being a victim. Yeah. I don't plan to be a victim, so I don't worry too much about that. Right. I, I do protect myself at all times. The only time I'm ever stripped of that is, of course, when uh, i got to fly. <laughs> and. Well, the only the only thing I do carry with me on that is because the only thing I'm allowed to is a I have one of them tactical pins that could mm-hmm. could work, and I also have my belt buckle. That's why I like to wear my belt, and uh, I could use it if I need to. But that's what I'm left with. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm 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 degraded down to. You can't have nothing else on there, unfortunately. So I just want to say hi to the Rumble uh, viewers. I see we got Rumble we go. viewers over there. Just want to say hi to everybody. We still don't have this figured out how you can. 
we can bring this in. I understand we got to go to the other side of this platform for the OSB. Then we can feed that in there. But I'm going to have to learn that. And right now I don't have time. I'm dealing with, uh, with enough stuff going on here. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into that on this show. Just hey, when you go down to Kansas city, when you go down to Kansas city, can you wear this? Sure. You can wear it. Will you survive? I don't know. <laughs> you can blend in. I want you to blend in. You know, tell me what you were saying earlier, Mike, that you need, that's going to be the Eastern what? Oh, that's the Eastern, uh, that's the Eastern cowboy hat. So we need to uh, start a, uh, um, what is it? Uh, star of the East over yeah. here on this side of the state. Yeah. And, uh, you can get, uh, your friend over at the star of the West to, to fund me and we can open up the shop over here. <laughs> I'm going to let Brad know that. Like, hey, yeah, Brad, Brad, we got a new idea. There's a whole yeah. untapped market here. I'm star telling you. of the East. Oh my there goodness. Go. Uh, and you can branch out into to pelts and th you can make all kinds of hats, right? All kinds of stuff from that. Yeah. Uh, I don't doubt you could sell them. I really don't, but, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, Corey son. puts on here, regulators mount up or headed to KC. So, yeah, yeah we, and we're going to talk a little. We're going to touch a little bit on that because we do have a trip coming up here. So, okay. So, now let's let's just kind of hint on this. We're coming up here 20, 20 before the hour and talk about New York City and the sensitive zone. Right. And one of the biggest sensitive zones in uh, New York City is Times Square. Uh, they've got it, uh, which by the on. way, is no more fun on new year's Eve night at all. No, they no. can't drink. They can't do nothing. anymore. Well, you, you have to go in there five hours early and they don't give any porta potties for you to go to. And I'm like going, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. sounds like a blast, New York. Thanks. I think yeah. I'll pass again this year. Uh, yes, that'll be a hard pass. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> they, uh, I saw this when it first happened and I uh, got a little bit into it. But a 15-year-old law-breaking illegal immigrant from Venezuela. You know, my favorite place. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, we won't go I, in that one either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will one day. I will tell all about it. Um, in the aftermath of the incident, uh, which a teen allegedly, we got to say allegedly, I guess, because you know, he's only caught red-handed, fired shots at a security <laughs> guard. Hitting a tourist bystander uh, instead, of course, the uh, Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms said the shooting at the square demolishes any argument for Mayor Eric Adams, Governor Kathy Hochul, and Democratic lawmakers in Albany that their so-called sensitive area gun bans prevent violent crimes. Because they didn't. And once again, who was it that caught the guy? It was the guy with a gun. And that was guy the only way gun. to do it guy with the gun was the one who stopped him. And the one thing, if you caught this video when this kid came out, you know, the they were playing this up on the uh, on the uh, left uh, channels pretty hard. Oh, he was sure. crying. He was crying. And you can, you can you can almost see a picture of him there. You can see it on my thing. He was That's... crying because he got caught and he was just bawling his eyes out as they put him into the wagon. And I'm, and I'm, they were like this, this poor 15 year old, I mean, poor 15 year old, poor 15 because year. after they caught him on this, they found out that he is in connection. Uh, uh, Lots of things here. Wanted yeah. for a connection for an armed robbery in the Bronx the month before and others. So, I mean, he's facing criminal possession of a weapon. Uh, get this. He's an illegal alien. He was supposedly reported staying at an illegal alien shelter in New York city. So not only was he illegal, your taxpayers, New York City people, New York City, you were paying to keep this guy in your city, and here's how he repaid you. Yeah. 
So, yeah. I mean, it, it just going. And, and we've said this before, uh, and I've said this before. It's like it makes sense why the governor of Texas does what he does when he ships everybody to other places. Because if it wasn't New York having to pay for that, it would all be coming out of the millions coming across, all coming out of Texas's uh, coffers. Yeah. And he, he knows he can't sustain that. And, you know, he's not getting any help from the government whatsoever on this situation. Mm -hmm. So instead of having it just sit there and languish and basically building an army on your own border, they ship them off to other people, people that well, uh, that are more sensitive. They sent them to places that claim that they were going to be uh, basically sanctuary cities. Bring them here. Oh, you got you, you racist people. You don't want to help these illegals that are coming out. No. You know what? This is a good example. I've, I've watched this show called Law and Border quite a bit on Real America's Voice. And I'm telling you guys, if you haven't seen it, find Real America's Voice. they got a website you can watch there. You can look at all the back uh, episodes of that particular show. They're a great news outlet as well, but they got a lot of good things on there. I'm telling you right now, these are not the people looking for, for the milk and honey here in our nation. They're fighting age men, not men and women, not men and women. No, these are fighting age men. Single men coming across. Prop. What I really don't understand is when you when he confronts these people as they're coming through, from the open gates. By the way, just come on in. They know where they're going. He says, "Where are you going?" And now he'll ask where they're from and where they're going. And you're, you've got China, you've got Venezuela, you've got a, well, a lot of South America, you've got Russia. You name the country: Iran, Iraq, our Syria, our enemies, guys. These are our enemies. And they're coming across, and they, then they say, oh, we're going to New York. We're going to Minneapolis. We're going." And I even heard Sioux Falls, South Dakota mentioned on there in Fargo, North Dakota. So they're coming here, and they're coming to the Dakotas, and they know where they're going. What? How the hell do they know where they're going? And how are they getting there? And they come. These ain't people that came across the desert and, and look horrible. No, they look very well nutrition. They got water. They got great clothes cell phones and in our Charged. people yeah, yeah they, they're actually putting watering stations on our side of the border and on the other side you know all so right. they can get fresh water why are we doing this well I all think right. we all know we're why. not all rich we're not all rich but let's say right now i was in the situation where i was i'd have to travel from the border all the way down to say venezuela i would never mm -hmm. do it again but you know <laughs> what i'm saying yes so you're talking a minimum of $10,000 to get across the border right. and tra traverse so far. And then once I got down there, I would have to pay a minimum of six to eight to $9,000 to get. Um, to me, if you have paperwork, if you have a, um, a, a visa or anything, not a visa, I'm sorry, um, passport, passport, $20,000, fly somewhere. Fly yeah. somewhere that doesn't suck, you know, fly somewhere that you, you, you come through. Uh, I, I don't understand that $20,000 to get across the border and complain that, you know, oh, you're so mistreated and you're, you know, you want <laughs> asylum and this and that. And I'm like, I know why you want asylum. I spent enough time in Mexico, yeah. then in Central America, and then a little bit in South America to know exactly why they want to go somewhere else. But you know what, when you're talking about that much money and then you're like, well, I don't have, I don't have any ID. <laughs> well, you'll you $20,000, but you don't have any ID. No ID, but 
when this guy is walking along the border and talking to these people or finding their things they're leaving behind, guess what's sitting there on our side? IDs, passports, most of them are fake they, or they've got multiple ones. So it, t- right. it tells you how they're doing that. Well, but again, there's no children. Yeah. I mean, not that they're not. Prime example you know, right there. Prime yeah, example. But most of them are just single men in there anywhere from 20 to 30 years of age. And they're just coming on through. Let me, let, me, let me go into something that we, we talked about in the past and that I, I have a different uh, take on than uh, I think Vance did with some. Um, but look at this from 2009. These are men and women who came toward the border, went through the right way, decided I'm going to serve five years in the military minimum, uh, got sworn in uh, and fought for our country, uh, served in our military, in order to have the uh, a better chance to make it as a citizen. Now, to me, the people that are, are skimping across the border and, and trying to, to, to flout our laws at every turn are not these people. They're not these people that are doing it the right way. We're talking about an entirely different class of people that are on the wrong side of everything. And you know what? These people right here that we're talking about here, these U.S. service members that are serving now and have been serving since I was back in uh, 1986 in, in the military, uh, went through boot with the same type of guys. And, you know, it's it's one of these situations, whereas, you know, this is what we need to look at. These are potentially true Americans these are the ones that actually want to put themselves on the line for a country and an idea, as opposed to coming here and wanting to change a country because right. their country got <laughs> sucked down the drain because well, basically I don't understand if, if it was me and you clay and, and we were in Venezuela and this situation, the country for the last 30 years has been shit. Sorry, my language. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, you know what? I'm thinking that there would have been some regulator. I don't know what the Spanish word for regulator is, but I mean, it would have been happening down there, but I, I don't, I don't understand the concept of, uh, I want to bring your crap to some other country and then continue the same crap. Uh, exactly. They want to come here and, and they're coming here to take advantage of everything that the, they're going to get for free at our expense. They're going to become voters most likely as well, unfortunately in some places, because uh, that's what they want. Um, uh, I mean, this this is planned. This is not by coincidence. I like how Lynette says they're here to destroy us. Absolutely. Destroy us from, from within. And, you know, I have no issue with people come here legally. I really don't. Although I do believe that we need to have an immigration moratorium right now. We need to shut it down and take nobody at the moment because we have got to close things down and figure out what's going on and come up with a plan to actually make it so it's good immigration. And I like what Keith says, because Keith is, uh, he's still active military. He's just, they served and now they get shit on as the illegals get better benefits. Exactly. Yeah, These yeah, people exactly. came, they wanted to be part of this country. And now they're letting people come in here and they don't care. And it is. I know most of the people that have come here, either they're still here legally with work visas and would like to become citizens or have become citizens. They got no use for illegal uh, immigration. And as far as I'm concerned, illegal aliens have no place here. So we deport them. I mean, you ain't going to get them all. There's so many now, you're not, but over time, maybe you will, but make them scared to, to not so that they aren't out there in the public. Right now, they ain't scared. I just made a trip to Atlanta. They don't care. I know damn well I met some on the street that <laughs> I guarantee you they're illegals. 
uh, just by the, I mean, they couldn't even speak English. Yeah. Some of them make great food. I tell them that, but that's about it. <laughs> Doug Wolf. Hey, Mr. Sponsor. Dougie's going with us. Vote or not, they get represented in Congress. You're right. You're right. Yeah, They're getting represented regardless. By main, one party, my uh, most mostly, but unfortunately, we got people in the GOP that they don't have problems with this either. Eric's got in here. He says, America will never be destroyed from the outside. If it fails, it will be from within. And that's why they're letting them in. I do believe that. Yeah. Because they don't share what we want. People used to come here because they wanted what we want, what we had. And I'm not talking the things we had. They wanted to be part of this country that had freedom and bounties, unlimited bounties that you could uh, pursue. The they wanted to of, become Americans. But the now, concept of the melting pot was to become American. Exactly. Now they come here to become hyphenated Americans and continue their way of life from the shithole country they came from. And it's starting to show up here and it's starting to do the same thing in our town cities and in our metropolitan areas. You can see it everywhere where it's happening. It's absolutely, it'll be destroyed from within. So with that, I know anything else you want to go on this one before we move on? Well, uh, a last thing on that group uh, out of New York that was talking uh, about, let's see, the Citizens Committee for the Rights to Keep and Bear Arms. According to their stats, uh, 82% of the mass shooting attacks since 1998 and 94% since 1990 have occurred in places where guns were banned. So sensitive areas do not work. Yep, they don't. don't they never have. Say that, gun again, say that again to any politicians out there. They gun don't free zones work. don't work. Sensitive areas don't work. Safe places don't work. Say, you know, any of those terminology, they don't work because the people that are violating those areas, they don't whatever, care. Whatever this guy says doesn't work. Doesn't work. There you go. There, there you, you go. go. All right. Well, I got to tell you what, let's uh, go ahead and, and thank our, our great sponsor, Lau Auto, again here. And then when we come back here, I want to talk a little bit about what Joe Biden's going to try to do here with his, uh, you know, he created this new $750 million slush fund. Where does this basically. money come from? That's, oh, wait, wait oh, a minute. That's for, oh, wait a minute. That's for from. me. It's <laughs> from me. And you, actually, they print it. They don't really even have it anymore. Oh, that's we're, true. You know, it, it, what, in 10 years, they're predicting we're going to hit 50 trillion in debt now um oh wow right all right let's go ahead and thank our sponsor law auto repair we'll come back we'll hit on this and then uh we'll be after the top of the hour and we'll be on the downhill slide of this all right auto repair located at 309 south washington street in bismarck north dakota give them a call at 701-258-6308 the team of mechanics at lauer auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having and when you do business with lauer you can be assured you're doing business with a pro second amendment america first repair shop there are plenty of other auto repair shops in the bismarck mandan area but why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart make no mistake make no mistake lauer auto is your pro second amendment repair shop when you talk to the guys at lauer auto don't forget to tell them that you heard they are sponsor of guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro second amendment pro north dakota live stream and podcast that's lauer auto repair 701-258-6308 701-258-6308 located 309 south washington street in bismarck north dakota all right. Again, thanks to Lauer Auto Repair and Axe and the Boys. And yes, does a hey, great 50 job. Hey, uh, $50 trillion. Who do we owe that to? The Decepticons 
I mean, <laughs> seriously. Oh. I mean, we, we, we make up any 25 gazillion dollars. Uh, yeah. I mean, really, at a certain point, I'm like going. Well, now they're trying to give another $100 billion in a. I actually heard this on the radio. For our own security, our national security depends on giving almost $100 billion now again to Ukraine and to Israel. Yeah. And, and where do they now, get that money? Now, they me and pretty. you are split a little bit on the Ukraine side, just a little. We but, are. But, but the, the Israeli side, I'm like going, you know, it's. I'm getting to the point where I, I you know what? We are so far in debt. Think about this. If you came home to, tomorrow or, and said, mm -hmm. Sarah, you know what I'd like to do? I want to donate $5,000 to the church, but we don't have it. Let's go ahead and put it on a credit card at 23% because mm -hmm. it's the right thing to do. Would you do it? No. Or would she do it? No. No. You're probably going to get smacked. <laughs> I mean, I know my wife would really I would get a that. scolding. That'd be sure. Yes. I, I definitely but that's what we're doing. Yeah. That's what we're doing. You know, it's the right thing to do. We don't have the money. We're broke. Look, I've, I've had the policy for years that if you really want to show the world that we are the true superpower, go three months without giving a dime to anybody. <laughs> Except for things like NATO and stuff like that, I do I do believe in. And, you know, don't give a dime to anybody for any charitable cause whatsoever. You know what? If the world burns down around us, we're still going to be fine. You know, and I'm mm -hmm. I'm absolutely sure of that. It, yes. All these countries, all these lands depend on us. Yeah. Rich countries, yep. I mean, we're giving yeah. money to rich countries, well, and I don't understand Saudi Arabia. I'm like, they're it, no friends of ours. At least, and people can say what they want about Trump, at least when he was in there, he had NATO and these organizations ponying up. And then as soon as uh, the new regime come in, guess what? All that, it returned to, hey, guys, it's business as usual. Yeah, we'll go ahead and take care of you. Don't worry. Cut them off for three months. That's what I've always yeah. said. Cut them off do for it. three months and well, show, let's do it. I'm show, it what it. show what it's going to be like, you know. So I'm going to get to some of these comments because they're yeah. pretty relevant. Keith O'Donnell says, and he's right. He says they don't let Cubans in because they vote Republican. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Look at the look at the numbers down in Florida and the Cuban communities down there for conservative values and, and for Trump. It, it's just, I'm telling you, this year is going to be interesting. Uh, I still don't think they fixed the cheating issues, but we will see. I don't even know if they can do it this time. I don't think you can make algorithms that are that blatant, but we will see. Lynette, she's got, I'm, I'm scared that one day soon I might see 20 people coming to, coming to take over my home. She lives outside of town, and, uh, you know, that that, <laughs> that could happen, couldn't now, it? I have, I have an answer for Lynette, and I think she might know somebody that could take care of this for her. But if you take a look at this real quick, <laughs> by law, you know, you have to keep your guns in a safe place at all times. And I think that's a good idea right there. Just... Except that it's a liberty safe, so the government already have the code. Oh, <laughs> I had to ruin it. You had I? to throw the negative in there. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, do they have the codes? Do they have the codes? Is well, don't you remember they handed them over? Now they have that great. They they ran a huge campaign saying we don't do that no more. Your your code is we don't do that today. no more. Yeah, well, because they lost a ton of business, but it don't matter. I don't trust them. Right. Hey, seven hundred one nation. I seen Jamie was on a little earlier with the Twitter account. Now he's on with seven hundred one nation. Good to have him. Uh, yeah. Have him uh, joining us on different channels. By the way, Jamie, that was a great show with the uh, with the worst uh, worst shop. See, there's the worst wagon and the worst shop. So yeah, yeah, either Good way. Word. 
and it was good. <laughs> we had a good time with that. Josh Patterson, Clay beat me to it. I saw the Liberty Safe door right away. See, Mike? Yeah, I was See, looking Mike over probably my don't six, remember. I was looking at my show real quick, and I'm like, well, I'll stack on, and what I got over there? I got a couple. Of, no, 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 Liberty. I'm good. Yeah. Well, Liberty yeah. was my comedy company of the week one week because of that. Yeah. I didn't and, and they that. earned it. And they earned it. Huh. Yeah. I like this. And that says that Trump is our superpower. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Both South Dakota senators and Kramer voted for that bill. I know they did. And they did. Uh, and it's getting old. It's getting old real fast. Uh, we've got to quit spend. You can you cannot do what we're doing. You can't mm-hmm. do it. Although Lynette, you know, she says, I I need to put my gun in my pocket and scout my house on the hill and throw one in my car. (laughs) I think Axe will take care of it. So he's going to be gone for a few days. He's going to be joining us down in Florida, too. So, all right, I'm quickly going to go on this. We're at seven o'clock and I I still got to finish a little packing. So I'm going to be, and it is Valentine's Day. I suppose we should be spending some time with our. I did everything yesterday. I showed all the the love. You showed all the love. Showed all the love. I went out and got her some Mexican food tonight, and uh, <laughs> you know, and so you get she's Mexican food. She's got a full belly. She's she's happy. She's up. Oh, she's okay. upstairs. There. Ma- mad at you. It. She's mad upstairs. Mad at you. But you know, for me, she's all right right now. <laughs> that's all. Well, that's good. She's you already know, told me that that she's she she's not going to like me on on Wednesdays when we do the show. Oh, so, so no no soup for you. Mm. <laughs> I put your little icon up here. Happy Thank Valentine's you, Day! But we'll we'll replace that the Laura Auto one right now just to say Happy Valentine's Day. There we go. It doesn't get much better than that saying love with a bunch of bullets loaded to ammo, right? Yeah. Now, speaking <laughs> okay. of, real quick before you go on to your thing, we're talking about the the government. Um, I found this and thought it was pretty cool for us for tonight. A little fit, real quick. So. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. For for our podcasters, it's got a guy who's, oh, no. Someone behind him with a gun says, give me your money now. Then you look at the other one, it says, IRS, government. And the guy's like, oh, phew. Thank God it's just the government. For a second, second there, I thought, thought I was going to be robbed. <laughs> oh, taxation geez. is theft, right? That's yeah, right. Taxation is theft. So I got to put this up. Uh, that, this one's for you, Mike. It says oh, everything, yeah. and I'll, I'll just let you read it, but we're not going to tell even our podcasters about it. Use your imagination. But well, at my everything age, with you a know, question mark. At my age, the best 30 seconds anybody could have. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. There, now you it guys took, got the. It, you got it took the me longer story. to go out and get the food, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah, we're all right. <laughs> I have right. no more. I have no more tricks. So, by the way, Jamie, uh, when when you get a chance, why don't you message us and let us know when the next uh, episode of oh, yeah. Seven Hundred One Nations coming up too? So, I know that you told me, but uh, I don't have it in my memory. So, so right now, I'm just going to quickly go on this. Biden's new gun control for black communities. Huh, what a yeah. racist! Just for the black communities. As you guys can remember, you're allowed to do that. You just you're just going to flat out just say just for one community. Just, yeah, that's one one. Yeah, but oh. I'll get to it why they're doing Go it. This has a ahead. bigger picture. Oh, okay. Now, do you remember that little thing called the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, which was a joke? Well, within there, there was a $750 million fund created. And they're going to do this. We, Me and Jamie have touched like, on this before. We actually touched on Mitchell in the morning as well as on the show about what that money is going to be used for. Well, we're going to kind of know. They created, what do you think they created? They created the Office of Gun Violence Prevention in the White House. They created an entire office so that they can, you know, spend this money and get it to where it needs to go. 
well, first of all, guns can't create violence. And uh, I guess, how do you prevent something that can't act on its own? But that's a whole nother story. I tell you what this is going to be used for. They're going to come to states, and that's why we have to be adamant and we have to watch diligently our, our state, our counties, and our local municipalities so that they don't take this federal money under this Office of Gun Violence Prevention and end up implementing or even trampling our Second Amendment rights with things like red flag laws and things like that because that's what it's going to be used for. Oh, if you take this money... Well, here's the regulation you got to implement, or here's the ordinance right. you have to pass. We can't let these bureaucratic agencies start because every one of them does it. I've been involved in too many things where I see these agencies. Well, we can get a federal grant. It's even down in our fire departments, guys. Mm-hmm. Some of that federal money eh, is okay. I still got issues with it. But I'm telling you, most of it is to control you, what you're doing at, at the very essence of your local level. And like I said, I've seen it in police departments. I've seen it in fire departments. Even our volunteer fire department don't take it generally. There's strings attached, and you're going to have to do something for it. They don't just give it to you. By the way, government makes nothing, sells nothing, produces nothing. So they therefore make no money unless they take it from somebody else. Just keep that in mind. And think about that with the the creation of the highway system back in the 50s and whatnot. I mean, that's exactly what they've been using against states for, what, 80 years now. You know, nonstop. You know, oh, if you don't listen to us, we're taking your money. And now they've got some states that are pushing back on that. And they're all like, oh. I like Wyoming. Wyoming tells them to stick it because they got enough money they don't have to worry about. North Dakota should do the same. Should. Keep your federal money. Problem is, is they, they collect it on your gas tax every time. So that's why they go after it. But they, they they confiscate your money here, make you collect it in the states, send it out to the feds. Then the feds send it back if you do this, this, and this. Oh, by the way, you got to pass a seatbelt law or a helmet law. Or you got to have a speed limit. Of this. They always have strings attached for your money. It's our money to begin with. So yeah, anyway. I'm not going to go down that route. And that, well, that falls under our representatives. And our representatives have failed us for 80 years. Our representatives and, uh, us. And they do that because they're afraid of not having power and getting reelected. So they bring the pork home, right? Yeah. But they, they all come home and tell us, well, we brought this, this, and this home. Oh, did we ask? What did you lose? That? What did you I, lose? I want to know how you cut the budget and didn't spend any money. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. From you. And they say, oh, we had a decrease in the budget. No, you didn't. You had a decrease in the spending within spending the budget, budget, but the budget went up. It just didn't go up as much. So that's not yeah, a the decrease. C- the CBO is the biggest joke out there. I mean, basically a, the, the accounting yeah. firm for the United States. And it is. It's all financial wrangling. It's yes. just like our, our, our uh, banks and everything else. It's financial mm-hmm. wrangling that they can pull off money and companies can pull off tons of money for their uh, – for their CEOs and everybody, but you know, it's the worker that gets shafted and it's the same way with them. Same way with the government. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. I'm going to get into this. So the gun, the office, the white house office of gun violence prevention director or deputy director, Greg Jackson. And I actually put your comment up there. I'm not sure. I guess I didn't do any history on the deputy director, but this, this guy comes out and says gun violence is a public health crisis and impacts our communities every day. What do you notice in there? Gun violence is a public health crisis that impacts our communities every day. What do you think they're trying to do? I don't know. You, you tell me on that one because <laughs> I, I know I'm going to be pissed off by it. So they, they're labeling it already. Oh. Public health crisis. And what did we see here in 2020? 
How are, how was that labeled? That was a public health crisis. And what did they decide they could do? Well, people that thought that they were, I guess, uh, not elected and were, I guess, dictators, decided they could come with regulations that forced you to do a lot of things in the name of a pandemic or a virus under a public health crisis and suspend your rights. What do you think they'll do when they start labeling gun violence as a public health crisis? Of course, they already have all the documentation that you saw everybody who's bought a gun. Now they've got cameras going up outside, uh, outside gun shops in California as a test market. So they can film everybody going in and out Mm -hmm. and who's inside and making the businesses pay for it on their own. And I wouldn't be surprised if you don't have the same thing sitting at Walmart all the time when you walk through there and go through their gun counters, if they got ammo or whatnot, that you're not being put on a, on a list as well. Probably. Because Walmart would, Walmart would be the first one to sell that information. And they would probably sell it to the government for a discount. You know, <laughs> that's the thing. I, I, but if you're buying your guns and ammo at Walmart, turn your man card in and uh, probably quit listening to the show. Cause, I, know, uh, I, know. I don't want anybody buying their stuff there anyway. So, but anyway, yeah. I just wanted to get to this because they're talking about a public health crisis. That's what they're trying to label this as they're going to run it. So typical government will create the office. We'll create the bureaucracy. Oh, by the way, now we have this new regulation. Okay. Here's the new regulations. They're voluntary, but if you don't do them, then you're going to be violating the regulation. And if you're violating the regulation that was voluntary but really isn't, then we're going to enforce this and impose fines, jail. To, you see the cycle. That's how it always goes. Oh, but by the way, this entity said this now. So that's mm-hmm. that's why it's true and factual. Well, it's well, true no, and factual because the government said so. Exactly. And it's not. And you start arguing with them. It's like beating your head against the wall. And, uh, and we see this in every level. So anyway, well, you're I see go this going that 20, that 25 years of having the, when after they've been around for 20, 25 years and they've been proven that they don't work and what they're what they en- enacted don't work. But it doesn't yes. matter because they'll just continue it and just put new people in. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 oh, and oh, continue just, the. Yeah. This is a different group of people running it now. So we're all going to, it's all going to be fine. It'll all work out in the end yeah. when the numbers all crunch. Even though it's all illegal, we'll just keep doing it. But yeah, that's exactly what's going on. And where they're going with this is they want to create within this, on this premise. That's why I read that and went into that. That's what they're creating and is on that premise that it's a public health crisis. They want to come up with the Community Violence Awareness Week. Ironically, they want this to coincide with the Black History Month. So they want to tie the two together. This mm-hmm. is where it comes in. And and Biden's actually scheduled, I guess, he's going to deliver a message recognizing Community Violence Awareness Week and hopes that it will become a national holiday. So a whole a whole week of something that don't need the, I mean, are you kidding? But that, by doing this, they're going to try to they're going to try and implement all these things, all these regulations. And they kind of figure what's going to happen here is he's going to hold a lot of events and they're going to be virtual meetings as well that are roundtable discussions and invitations are limited, get this, to black community leaders only and black elected officials only. Really? Yeah. So if we did that the other direction, oh, we'd be the most racist people on earth. So that's what they're planning to do. This is, I mean, they release, they're not even hiding this stuff anymore. They also figure that these meetings will be followed up with workshops where local and state leaders then, remember, it's only going to be the black ones because they just stated that's what it's going to be, can learn how to obtain the federal resources. What do you think that's going to be? Part of the $750 million that has been dropped in to the 
to the Office of Gun Violence Prevention by the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. I know that's what it's going to be. They're going to drop that money in there, help people learn how to obtain these resources, and then they'll just use this to deny more legal purchases and create more gun registry traps for citizens and probably implement red flag laws. Mm-hmm. Focus primarily on black communities, and this is, I don't know where this came from, probably the author believes it, but primarily focused on black communities as they will seem the most receptive of this kind of uh, policy. What does Can you that imagine m- that? What does that mean? Good question. Most receptive. I, 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 I oh, I don't know. I, I, I seen that one, and I, I was like, I don't know if that author wrote that or if that actually. Well, out if of they're just saying, you know, these are the people we think is what they're saying. That if we throw this money at them, they're more likely they'll, to take it. They'll take the money and accept it without reading the consequences. Without probably reading the consequences. Heck, that sounds like a farmer. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. anyway, well, that's a whole different thing. And yes, I mean, it's another podcast. That'll be, uh, that'll be so, plows, plows in the 701. Yeah. So, you know, in my opinion, I do believe that they're going to declare it a health crisis. I kind of just made my little notes here. They're going to use executive orders to implement red flag laws or other things that are unconstitutional. Create, create a community violence awareness week. Remember, create the regulation that makes the bureaucracy that enforces. Yeah. That whole thing. Associated with Black History Month, focus primarily on Black communities, create programs to train the Black community leaders to obtain this federal money that they've created in the Bipartisan Act, and then implement gun control, all while being self and then sell self-inflicted gun control to the people of the communities under the label of the Safer Communities Act. And I do. I I think that's exactly what they're going to do. 1968, if I'm correct, I might be off by a year either way. The NRA pushed heavily, (laughs) pushed heavily to get rid of uh, Jim Crow laws that were in place to keep black men and women from being able to possess a firearm. And we did that because they were doing it as into what's the word? They were basically doing it as a racist thing uh, to stop uh, blacks from from having uh, a, a protective firearm, being able to have the Second Amendment. And the NRA stepped up and made, uh, of course, that uh, a yes, thing uh, pushed it out there, pushed it out there, and made it public. And 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 it was a black eye for a, a lot of the White House at the time too. And so. Yeah, and and then I hear this, and I'm like going, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is the Democratic side. This is the side of equality and peace. It it was completely pushed by the Democrats. It's being pushed by the Biden regime. And uh, it's just, they're going for, I do believe they're probably going for the most vulnerable as far as uh, pushback from from certain categories of people. Because they know that it's not going to work in the Midwest. We'll we'll fight it tooth and nail. Right. If you go to your inner cities, which are, Primarily, they're either black or they're Asian or, or what well, pick your uh, your race and your group. That's where they figure they're going to have the most success in getting people to accept it. They're probably right. I mean, yeah. I think that's probably their strategy. So anyway, I thought I'd give that a little update because that, that's all tying into what we're seeing, I think. And I think it's funny that we had four shootings, four shootings come just in the past few days. And all is, is a precursor to this here in the next couple of weeks. It sounds like he's going to start this. And yet on Friday, when you were with Mitchell in the morning, mm-hmm. and I was listening, uh, Friday when you were Mitchell in the morning, I was listening from the hospital, by the way, for my wife. Yeah, no, no. I said, you were, uh, 
you were talking about uh, Hawaii and how Hawaii has said that they will not follow the Second Amendment and they will take away guns from people oh. and they will take away your right as a gun owner in Hawaiian states. And they don't care that the Constitution says. And, you know, I haven't heard a single word from any politician saying just like they, they want to point at Texas right now for standing in its ground. Right. They're, they're, they're not they're not they're they're pointing at uh, Hawaii for throwing away. Well, it's OK. They're just not following the Second Amendment. As long as they follow the rest of them, it's OK. Yeah. And, and yeah. not just that. There's a Supreme Court ruling, which is Bruin. And that's what they're doing. They're flipping the middle finger to Bruin. And then they're taking it a step farther. And not just one politician, neither side. Where are our pro-gun Second Amendment senators and reps in the U.S. Congress, where are they calling out Hawaii on this? Because they should yeah, be. They should be. I don't expect Democrats to. Ain't that sad that we don't expect them to? Because they're, as far as I'm concerned, they're a bunch of communists in, the, in that party for the most part. So they probably love this. But there should be calling them out left and right. And uh, this is gonna, it's all going to be challenged. We know what's going to happen. But, yeah, you're right. Nobody's saying nothing. I mean, so I don't Jamie, the- he, he puts in here, he goes, if leftist gun control hasn't worked, the remedy is obvious. Tread harder, Daddy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had I read, read that. It. I read that in a different voice. I don't understand. I was, you did well. Kind of different I, in my head. And Corey's right. I I love this because uh, scariest words said. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Reagan yeah. had a little quote similar to that, and I used to have that hanging in my locker in high school because I loved it so much. But which I don't know if you could today. I don't know if you could. You I'd probably, probably get couldn't. Out. I'd probably, probably be could. expelled, and I don't care. I just go on and learn anyway. So, all right. Well, I guess that's what I had covered on that. Uh, Let's take a quick break and thank uh, some sponsors again, and then we'll come back. We've got a couple things we can discuss. I think we should move into – let's move into talk a little bit about our hog hunt coming up. Oh, hog hunt. Oh, yeah. And maybe – what what's a great Valentine's Day gift, and then a happy ending. I mean, we got Mm. like 15 minutes to wrap her up. You think we can do it? We can do it. All right. Let's uh, let's thank some sponsors here. So I can find the video, right? Here we go. Auto Repair, located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with a pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There are plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area. But why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake make no mistake lower auto is your pro second amendment repair shop when you talk to the guys at lower auto don't forget to tell them that you heard they are sponsor of guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro second amendment pro north dakota live stream and podcast that's lower auto repair 701-258-6308 701-258-6308 located 309 south washington street in bismarck north dakota yeah, boom. That just kind of gets you going, don't that? There you go. Great ad. Great voiceover. You did a good job with that. I love it. So, Hey, Jamie wrote us about uh, 701 Nation. He did? What did he yeah. say? Uh, episode 4, Thursday, February 22nd, 7 p.m. His guest is going to be Muley Master Wayne Muth and Team uh, UOA member John Arman. John Arman. And they're going to be uh, talking about three things each of them have learned about hunting over the years. So that's coming up on February 22nd at uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. And, of course, 701 Nation, right here, part of Guns in the 701. 
All right, great, great. Uh, I, I think the show's coming along nice. Uh, I love the subject last uh, week. Right. Uh, it was a good. One. Thought he did a great job. So, and we had Armin on here a while ago with the whole bow hunting thing and crossbows, and it was a great. If you haven't seen it, guys, you should go check that out because uh, that was a great episode. I thought, and uh, I, I know that it kind of seemed like it might have even got a little heated, but <laughs> it, it it really wasn't. Um, we got along great with John, and it was a it was a good discussion about archery season and where does it go from here because uh my opinion and i know jamie has shared this as well is that you know it's kind of a, an untouchable season and they don't really see anything they never see deduction uh, decrease in tags they get a special season they get to hunt forever it seems like so right it was a great episode so i i, I encourage you to go and, and seek that out because it was a special episode that we did uh, with John, uh, with Jamie and I, and I thought it was a fantastic discussion, especially an honest one about archery season in North Dakota. So, yeah. All right. Well, so quickly, me and the boys, the Rax Adventure Team, and uh, you're part of that, but you don't get to go on our trips and have fun with us. I know, I know, I know. Uh, we're heading down to Florida. We're going to be taking off tomorrow. A bunch of them are meeting up here. And we're heading down there. We're going to drive it again. So Axe is going to fly in. So uh, Lower Auto Repair, uh, Axe is coming down. Doug Wolf, he's going to have a great time. He's flying in, and we're going hunting hogs. Um, and by the way, Florida is a fun place to do it. They don't think right. we got near the numbers that Texas does, but we got a great friend down there. Uh, we got access to hunt, basically our hog hunt camp, and we're just we can't wait to get down there and have it. It's been four years. We usually try to go every three. We didn't make it last year, so we're looking forward to getting down there and having just a fantastic time. And we're going to stop along the way, and we're going to drop a little guns and seven hundred and one gear off with uh, Mike. Yeah, we're there we go. Come down through Mitchell's, visit a little bit, take off, and we got Corey's oh. heading out with us. Eric Newman, uh, a lot of guys that, that watch the show. Doug Wolf is going to be uh, flying in, like I said. David Fetting, who always seems to tune in. Of course, right. myself, and then Waylon Little Eagle. So we have our we have our res creds. He's a he's a reservation game ward, so we're protected. Yeah. We're good. We're good. <laughs> and one of the things good about it too is, uh, um, uh, I mean, you guys are gonna have a good time. We're gonna have some good footage for a new opening for the show. Uh, after I'm all hoping. This is done. I yeah. know we're taking our video equipment. Uh, I'm planning to take my stuff. I think Eric's taking his. Uh, David's got a, a thermal he's bringing along, so maybe we can get a little thermal mm. action down there. This isn't like going to Texas, though, guys. Uh, you, the cover is heavy, and uh, the hogs. I mean, you got gators down there. I think they help clean out a lot of them. Yeah. Not that there isn't a lot of hogs, but it's nothing like Texas, which that's good for Florida. You don't want it to be like it is down there. Texas, right. it's they got a horrible problem. So we will have fun. I've done my share of killing them. I'm hoping this time uh, I get the opportunity to stab one like the boys did last trip where we run them down with the dogs. So I'm looking forward mm -hmm. to that. And uh, hopefully get some good video. But if it's yeah. bad, then we'll have to edit it up, right? Now, if, if you guys are, are, are awake and uh, sober enough uh, next Wednesday, so well, you're going to try to join you, try to join me. If not, then I'll be uh, handling the show myself. I'm going to, you'll uh, probably have to run everything from up here. Yeah, I'll um, have to run everything, but that's fine. I mean, yeah, we'll get it done. We and Jamie got things done last week. So yes. And um, who knows if Jamie, if Jamie's able to chime in uh, next week and just have some fun with you too. Yeah. We'll we'll we might have a on. great time, yeah. but yes, we are planning to join you live from down there on Wednesday night. And I'm, I'm taking two cameras along. I've never tried that before, but I think it'll work well where we can chime somebody in and have uh, two cameras going. So right. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun time. So, I mean, I, and I'm sorry I can't go, but I mean, it's just, you know, got a lot going on right now. And, yeah. And no. A lot of stuff. 
someday someday i know someday it's been how many years since we went ice fishing that was the that was the fun time that's been a long time and uh that's where that's where uh, mike really learned about bears and you just have to ask him about that story sometime up there in montana i had some maps i forgot to put on to our our thing here talking about uh where bears are prevalent and what kind are prevalent (laughs) yeah so, Corey, come Corey Bears. Yes, that was a great trip, too. That was fun. Yeah, so, that was a good trip. Boy, what a pet for a few years. Oh, we started going to Sakakawea in the last couple of years. The, the ice has kind of been crappy, so we haven't went up there, and uh, we're not going to make it this year either. So, no. all these years, we'll get it up, get up there again. Yeah, we'll get up there again. Yeah, this sounds like a good time. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to see what you guys do when you're down there. It's going to be pretty fun. Of course, you know, it's good to get out and uh, planning Absolutely. on. What was it next year or the year after that? Where you know, we get the boys, our, our boys are getting around, you know, good age to take with us now, too. Yep. So, yeah, I want to get both mine down there and do something. I might actually personally just take the boys down. The youngest one doesn't care to fish like the older one does, so right. maybe just be a me and a and the oldest son trip and we'll fly down, do a little fishing because I love going down there and fishing. I, I really do. Um, I like Don, don't get me wrong, but yeah. My my son Jack says he runs one of these. So <laughs> but Corey, these. he put it up here. Corey says uh Mike plans for the next Florida trip in four years. Well, I'm hoping it's three. I'm hoping we can do it in three. Like yeah, three would be time. good. But uh, you know what? We'll we'll see what the circumstances. You know, last year just didn't come together for everybody. So I think I'll Vance be close. To, I'll be close one, to but... sixty then. By the way, you never you realize? Oh, that? so we so will you be sixty? No, I'll be 59 oh, in three years. So, okay. you know, so I might still be able to get the uh, the cheaper meals at the at the diners. <laughs> Just get a fake ID, right? <laughs> then that's a whole new meaning to fake ID. Yeah. So, all right. We're not going to, well, we're going to, we're, we're well, way behind here now on what we're planning to do, aren't we? No, just a little So bit. quickly, Valentine's Day, we got to mention happy Valentine's Day to yep. all of you. Uh, and no, Corey, not the Waffle House. Do not take your date to the Waffle House. No, <laughs> see, but the Waffle House is everywhere. No, everywhere. <laughs> but in South Carolina, the Waffle Huts are on the South Carolina side. Oh, Waffle Houses on the North Carolina side. I remember when I lived there. Yeah, that there was a difference. A Waffle Hut. Are they Waffle better? Uh, no, no. Okay, they're, they're the same. It, it doesn't. Well. I kind of, if, if you really want to make your spouse happy, and this don't necessarily pertain to men, women too, go out, you can still get them a gun. I, it's only 7.30 in the Mountain Standard Time, 8. I know something's open. Go out and get that perfect gift. I can't think of a better gift than the gift of self-defense. And they make some cool guns. If it's for your wife, there's some great guns out there. <laughs> He's looking I was, back. I was looking at my safe real quick and thinking I do need some thirty thirty. So you know, oh, there, there you go, there, there you go. go. So, so that's just, uh, I just wanted to hint on that that uh, great guns out there. And I'm not going to tell you which one because everybody's got an opinion. I do. I bought my wife a uh, Kimber Bel Air, which is just that micro in the three eighty. Is that the blue one? Gun. Yeah, it's got that turquoise look to it. We, uh, yeah, it looks like the uh, Bel Air uh, color on the Yeah, the 57 uh, the Chevy. Yeah, 57 yeah, Chevy, yeah. yeah. That's an awesome so, one. Yeah, it's a nice-looking gun, and she's had that for many years. And Yeah, so go out and buy your, buy your man a, a great gun, and if you're, yep. you're buying your wife one, get him a nice pistol. I think that's a great, great gift. So anyway, that's all I got to say about Happy Valentine's that's, Day. The heck with I the roses. To... Get something that's cool. Roses die. You know, roses died up. Kimber Solo nine millimeter, absolutely another great one. 
Uh, Jamie says, enjoy the show, guys. Good info. We're about ready to do the happy ending if you want to yeah. stick around for a couple minutes. Stick yeah. around for the happy ending. And Eric, By the way, I know, uh, Eric says, great burgers along the way. We always stop at these great barbecue joints, which we're going through Memphis this time, and we're going to try to hit J- Jack Neely's again. Corey knows what I'm talking about. But Where did you go in Atlanta? Where did I go? It's a, it was a little place just off to the side of the motel I was at. Uh, I can't was remember the name. Just a, just a little joint and a little bar with I just followed my nose. Like, yeah, that was some good stuff. I know I sent you all the picture. That was, and it was cheap. I mean, uh, yeah, it's oh, yeah. Just, I love eating down there. So, <laughs> if the furniture is bolted to the floor, it's not a good restaurant. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, so with that, I think then you got anything you want to add? Oh, I'm going to go into the uh, happy ending of the week. No, I think we're good. All right. Well then, oh, this oh, was Jamie. I do have something, to, do oh, have something to add real quick. Uh, to let anybody know that's around here for me, I've only got, uh, about eight left, Perfect. uh, for this. So I'm not trying to break any rules on here. Of course, no. we, we keep getting dinged for this. Just thing. don't you talk know. about it. Just yeah, say what it just said. We got yeah. eight left. Good enough. Yep. There you go. I think let we got know. that cleared up, but. And don't forget that you can also see our little icon up here in the corner. Yep. You can, you use can scan that. that as well and use that as well. And we'll get you a ticket. Yep, send us a message and uh, yeah, we'll get it done for you. It's there a donation. Go. Just remember that. So, <laughs> it's a donation. All right, and and I can tell you right now that there, I have not updated everything. I've had a lot going on here in the past week. The the guys are aware of it. Um, we just I'll put it this way: family member had a major heart surgery, so I've I've been from Atlanta to Minnesota to Minneapolis back here. That's why I'm kind of way behind on everything. So just so everybody knows, I'll get things updated and you'll know exactly what we got. (laughs) Corey says, don't call it a raffle, call it a waffle. There you go. Waffle. (laughs) It's a waffle. With much ado, here we go with our happy ending of the week. All right, this one, guys, comes from, and I chose it because it comes from Memphis because I know we're going to be rolling through there. And this happened in November 2023, Memphis, Tennessee. Three men entered a Dollar General store. Really, a Dollar General? Dollar General. Yeah, and held yeah. it up at gunpoint. I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to say it and address that. Really, a Dollar General? I mean, you're just practicing <laughs> crime. You're not even yeah. committing crime, just practicing A crime. bystander that was witnessing the alleged assailants threatening the people alleged. in the store drew their own gun and fired at the suspects, killing one. Police quickly arrested another one, but the third one got away. A nearby business owner who was not involved in the incident, though, confirmed that the area has been suffering from crime, claiming that her business had already been broken into twice in the last three months and that it had been open. But the police did confirm that one suspect was killed, the other one was being pursued, and the other one was caught. So it's a quick happy ending. That's why I kind of saved it figured we'd be able to wrap with it happened in memphis tennessee and just shows you again that a good guy with a gun he prevented things by bad guys with guns the other one he'll never do it again Um, hopefully they do i'd look for some follow-up information i haven't been able to find any if they ever even found the other guy but it just shows you that these business owners i'm glad they're carrying i'm glad people have the right to carry in tennessee and People who know what they're doing, they will take care of business and do the right thing. So that is our happy ending of the week. Week. There we go. For guns in the 701. So, yeah. Because it doesn't do any good to shake a stick at them. That's no, no, because no, that doesn't work. That, that don't work very good, no. does it? <laughs> all right. So, all right. Coming up, guys, Friday, 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the road, Mike. So Mike's gonna be on with Jesse himself. Uh, I think right. I connected you with that number, but we'll, right. we'll make sure we get that to you. Uh, Todd is out on 550 KFYR, 5:50 a.m. up there in Bismarck, North Dakota. Got some great subjects coming up there, and I know they'll do a good job. And I'm gonna we need to encourage Jesse to participate, and I think he will if we tell him right. to. But I will try to join you from the road, but probably won't be able to make the whole show. Yeah, I'll try to get him all the information tomorrow, and yep. we'll see about some good stuff for Friday morning. Friday morning, guys, and that is bright and early, 7.15 a.m. in the Mountain Standard Time, 8.15 Central Time. KFYR, 5.50 a.m. You can find them on the iHeart app or at the yep. iHeart website very easily, or just tune in on your radio if you're in the North Dakota area. Actually, KFYR reaches a long ways. I've, yeah, I've reached them all the way down to Rapid City, so... 5.50 a.m., 5.50 radio, 7.15 mountain, 8.15 central. And, of course, you don't want to forget every single Wednesday, we're going to be trying to join you live. Mike's going to try to be the uh, central command up here, your CENTCOM uh, next week. And we'll try to join you live from Florida on our big bad hog hunt. Hog hunt. adventure team. I know. It's going to be a fun one. I'm, going, I'm looking forward to it. You guys are going to have a good time, and that's going to be great. Well, no, we'll take care of the show back here, and we'll, we'll get some <laughs> yeah. good stuff. Jamie uh, says, bust out a happy ending story on Friday. You know, that's a good idea. There's no reason you couldn't do that. It's not a bad I idea. I love that idea. Hey, Brian, thank you. He says, good show, guys. Good luck on the hog hunt. We appreciate that. Yeah, we're looking forward to having a good time, and it's always good food and good time, and yeah, it's going to be great. So Yeah. Well, with that, everybody, I guess I don't have a whole lot. Uh, oh, yeah. Mention again what Jamie said, 701 Nation coming up when? Uh, February 22nd. 20, okay. Uh, let me, John let me Armin look. and Wayne Muth, right? Yeah, February 22nd, uh, Wayne Muth and uh, John Armin. You're correct. Great. Tune in for 701 Nation. I'm going to give one more plug here for Brenner Angus. Again, Friday, February 23rd, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain. Right there at Kissed Livestock, you can find them at DV Auctions. Of course, find the catalog at cowcampcatalogs.com. And I tell you what, a lot of things going on. It's going to be a, it's going to be a really a, a fast week and a, week and a half, two weeks for yeah. me and for everybody else. So with that, we'll let everybody go. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And again, what do I always say? Keep your powder, Keep powder dry, dry. Catch you next week. <laughs>